actor the movies made us do it me oh hang on hello and <laughs> i completely screwed that up i un i unmuted you matt and started talking mute. <laughs> what a great start to the show everybody uh hello and welcome to the movies made us do it me and matt are back how are you matt that was a great start to the show um yeah have you been man we we were really struggling uh to find films to to do for this show until uh yeah. this week and then uh i i got desperate you you went and uh found quite a few though so um do you yeah. want to kick us off cool uh i will start with the tender bar the tender bar yes i i saw this was uh saw this was up the other day i was kind of tempted uh great cast yeah it's got and it's also directed by um uh, George Clooney as well. Fantastic. Uh, who you know, he's a really good director. He I, really I is. Yeah, he's he's a very good director. Yeah, well, I think everything he's done so far is I've really really liked. Mm. So you know, and he's he's definitely got an eye. I mean, I imagine he's just one of those actors that's just basically picked up a lot. Yeah, of what he's yeah. Been doing, you know, he he paid attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is based on the J.R. Moorheringer's memoir, right? And it's it stars Ben Affleck, Ty Sheridan, Daniel Ranieri, uh, Lily is it Lily, Lily Rabby or Lily Rab? I am not sure. I'm I'm gonna say Rab. You don't pronounce the e, but mm-hmm. uh, Christopher Lloyd uh, and Max Martini. Christopher Lloyd's having a bit of a comeback lately, isn't he? He's, he, he's popping he, up quite a bit. He, He's, he's, I mean, considering how sort of frail he looks and in, yeah. in interviews and things, he's, he's, he's doing quite well. He is. Um, what was it? Nobody. He was brilliant in that. Oh God, he was fantastic. I was, I was thoroughly enjoying Nobody before yeah. he turned up, but once he turned yeah. up, I was like, oh wow, that's just taking this to a whole new level. Um, I, that the scene I in thought... the retirement home with him and the assassins is just yeah. gold. Brilliant. I mean, I honestly thought, oh, he was just, he, I thought, oh, no, he's just going to be sort of sat there. As yeah. as well. It's like kind of sad. And then he's like doing stuff. And you're like, oh, OK, then that's fine. I'm, I'm happy. That's brilliant. I'm yeah, 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 it's amazing. Yeah, he, nobody was great. fantastic. He's great in this as well. Excellent. So this uh, is, we're introduced to young JR. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's a continuous thing of what's JR stand for. It stands for junior. Um he and his mum are moving back into uh, her father's home. So Lily Rabb plays his mother and Christopher Lloyd plays her, her father. And uh, <laughs> the, the <laughs> Christopher Lloyd's grandpa is, uh, he's this sort of, sits around in his underwear farting and saying that wasn't me. And um, he's terribly um, annoyed by the, the fact that his family keep coming back home right and annoying him and um you know things never seem to work out for his kids and they're always they're, they're always there which i think you know he secretly loves but it's also like he hates it he's he's a clearly a very well educated man yeah and then so uh little jr's dad is that in the movie he's just known as the voice mm-hmm. uh, played by max martini and he is a, he basically as soon as the kid was born he basically pissed off yeah um he's you know just not being around so he but he's a radio dj he's got this he's got literally got this really good voice and the and little jr secretly listens to him you know when he when he can sort of thing sure and then we've got ben affleck is uncle charlie who also lives at the house who uh runs this bar and he is this 
um, self-educated um, sort of font of knowledge um, who takes, you know, young JR under his wing and sort of says, you know, you know, he, there's this one bit where he's, he's like asking him what he wants to be and he's and he opens up, he basically opens up this cupboard and he just says, just read all those. And right. it's just full to the brim with books. And so he, it, you know, he learned basically all things he learns is, is through uh, through the, his uncle and the and the other members of the bar who all look like it's like you know they're all this sort of like bunch of <laughs> reprobates but they but they're all like really clever people they all know like stuff and they're all like you know they they do like puzzles and things and, and, and yeah. they've they, they, they've all got their little bits of advice to to give uh, young Jr. Hmm. So at, the, at first um, he's played by uh, Daniel Ranieri I think is I think he's this is his first movie right. He might Looks like he's been in a few other bits and pieces, but he's, I think this is his first movie. So the, you got the young uh, is played by him, and the older when he goes to college um, is played by Ty Sheridan, right? Who was in um, Ready Player One and and Mud and oh yeah, I forgot he played Scott in um, X Men Apocalypse. Um, yes, yes, he did. Yeah. So there, so you get these. Um, brilliant sort of little bits with um with the uncle and christopher lloyd's character there's a there's a wonderful bit where um that there's a, a task at school um for for the kids as they're told oh um we, you, you're gonna have to make a um invitation we're gonna have a father-son breakfast right and you, you've got so you make this invitation and then and then you know you then you'll bring your dad in and we'll have you'll you'll we'll cook breakfast and you'll have this this you know thing and he basically sits there all lesson and does nothing yeah and at the end of the lesson he's like i don't have a dad and the teacher's like what it's like well, i don't have a dad he's not sort of random sort of thing so he goes home you know she, the, the church is like oh well I'll, I'll call your mother sort of thing and he goes home and he's sort of like you know I, yeah, I can't do this thing. I've got, you know, no dad. And Christopher Lloyd sort of says, I'll take you. And there's this brilliant bit where Christopher, like, you know, you see this, he's basically in his pants and vest almost the entire time. Right. And he sort of goes upstairs and he gets in, in this, like, amazing suit and, and like, cleans himself up and goes to take the kid into this. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful scene. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's kind of a movie of two halves. I think the first half, with the younger JR, I think he's really good and really interesting. Right. When it gets to Ty Sheridan, it sort of drags a little. He, he sort of goes off to college and he's got sort of new friends and he gets with this girl and she keeps, she basically uses him. She sort of, she keeps sleeping with him, but after they've slept together, she sort of says, Oh, I'm seeing someone else. And he's like, yeah. you know, crushed. he's like completely crushed by it. But he keeps vowing to get her back, you know, so he's, but you, there's no sort of, there's no real proper urgency. You don't find it. it the story sort of almost, it almost peters out. It's like, I, I want to see his friends more. I want to sort of get to know them a little bit better. You you can sort of get to know one or okay, but I don't know, it, it sort of just loses something in the, in the transition. And that's not to say that Ty Sheridan's a terrible actor because he's not. It's just that for some reason, the, the I don't know whether it's the, the writing or what, but when it's, 
the, the younger kid, it just feels more natural and more like he has more to do. There's, uh, there's you know, the story sort of runs along really sort of, you know, nicely and, and, and everything goes, um, it's just, just, just written and, and, and acted brilliantly. But when, yeah. you, when it gets to the next bit, it's, oh, it just feels a little sort of slow. It's, it really does slow the movie right down. And whenever Ben Affleck's on screen, it's amazing. He's sure brilliant. It's what it's 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 um, you know he he's he's this he he is he. I mean, the, some of the advice he gives him is like, uh, okay, but he says to him, you know, um, I'll, I'll, he says whenever we play we play games and stuff, he says, but I'll I'll never let you win. He says, but I'll always tell you the truth. And I think that's the you know that's kind of what he needs the character that he needs this sort of I mean it's it's a it's a memoir so it's I presume most of it it's is true yeah um, and and I you know I I sort of think oh damn I'd love to have had an uncle like you know like uh, like that, that like that who who is like you know widely read but uh, you know and gives you really good advice but clearly hasn't really been anywhere or you know he, he, yeah he, he's a world worldly wise but you know not that worldly wise if you know what i mean but he's he's amazing whenever he's on screen and lily rab is the mother is like you know she's she's trying to sort of she, she keeps pushing him into being a lawyer she wants him to you know to 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 grow up with a you know a real sort of a brilliant education and she wants him to be a lawyer and his grandpa says yeah you can be a lawyer so that you can sue your dad for uh for alimony <laughs> <laughs> and the the, the sort of the, the dad character that when he does turn up, like played by uh, Max Mart- uh, Martini, who uh, he's one of those actors that you've seen in shitloads of things. Usually plays um, soldiers. Sure. You know he's in Thirteen Hours and Captain Phillips and Pacific Rim. He's a, he's a sort of big dude who who, uh, who you know gruff dude. And the relationship between um, him and his son is it's 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 a really sort of. Um, strained relationship, you know. He, there's there's a bit where out of the blue he just turns up, and he sort of talks, you know, he talks to his, his son, and he, he, they get into the car, and he literally drives him round the block. They're talking, and then drops him off and fucks off again for God knows how many years. It's like right. Jesus Christ. It's like yeah, thanks the flying visit, Dad. It's like really fucking weird. But the, you know, it's it's it. What is great about this movie? It's brilliantly directed. I think. Um, Clooney does a great job uh, again. Yeah, um, that, that's that that he is a very strong director. Yeah, um, brilliantly acted, you know, especially by um, Affleck and uh, Rabbi. Oh, Rab, sorry. And the the younger kid, I think he shines so much more than Ty Sheridan does. And I'm not again, I'm not trying to sort of you know blame Ty Sheridan for. It. I don't think it's. I just think it it. For some reason, it works better with the younger version. The story seems to move at a better pace, and it, you know, it just feels more natural when with with the younger kid. The 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 kid is brilliant. I mean, mm. the, one of the weirdest things is how he's supposed to grow up to be Ty Sheridan is another matter because they really look nothing alike. Sure. I mean, the the, the kid's got these the the, the almost black eyes he's got these mm-hmm. brown these dark brown eyes and ty sheridan's got these sort of almost blue like blue eyes <laughs> like he he's him really okay you know fine yeah but um whatever um i guess it's just a case of 
we just find this kid. He's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I don't care what he looks like. Yeah, sure. So you, you sort of forgive them that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think it's 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 a really nice coming of age movie for the for the most part. When it when it gets to the older, like I said, it it, the, the, it does peter out, and I think it could have done with a, a little stronger um, character interaction when when with the older Jr. Yeah. Um. But overall, I think I really enjoyed it. It's a it, it's a, it's a very uh, well made um, coming of age movie. Yeah, you know, I, I I would I would recommend it. I think it's it's really nice. It's you know there's there's a, some really really great scenes. You know, um, I I would say that Ben Affleck he's not underused, but the, the movie lights up more when he's there, you know what I mean? Sure, it, it, yeah. It's, it, whenever he's not around, it kind of slightly suffers, mm-hmm. which I think is probably the, one of the prob- one of the, the main problems with the um, the older JR bits because he's not around, you know, he's at college and he's not around sort of his, his uncle so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was a pretty good movie. Yeah, I must admit, I, I was very tempted to watch this myself, so I will uh, I will probably give that a watch now. Um, yeah. Always nice to see Christopher Lloyd in things. Yes. Makes me happy. Yeah, he's, again, he's, again, he's not in it enough, but he's great when he is. Yeah. So, um, you also watched Ghostbusters. Should we, should we talk about that? Because I'm curious sure. what your thoughts were. Uh, on on Ghostbusters Afterlife, obviously I gave I gave my review a couple of weeks back now. Um, yeah. But what did you think? How did you find it? I loved it. Great. Absolutely, absolutely loved it. I thought it was it was bloody brilliant. I think, um, like personally, you know, I've given it a couple of weeks now since I watched it. Yep. I mm-hmm. I think I put it like up there with Ghostbusters too. Like maybe even better yeah, than I, Ghostbusters. It feels like I a think... better sequel than Ghostbusters too. Uh, I think it is. I, I think it's better than Ghostbusters 2. And I enjoy Ghostbusters 2. I do. Yeah. I that's... know it's flawed, but I do enjoy it. It's they were near as good as the first one. Neither is no. Afterlife. Uh, but no. they're both fine. But as we said, if you're if you're expecting Ghostbusters, you're, then yeah, they're out of your mind. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're, you're going to be very very disappointed. Yeah. But I think it was put it's, it's put together beautifully. Yes. I mean, like like you said, the overall story towards the end does become a bit. It's a rehash. Same it because, but I actually liked what they did with it. They they had some, um, you know, interesting slants on what how Gozer works. I I thought that the whole idea of it was it's funny when I saw the trailers. I thought the introduction of Gozer it was like oh god that's so cheap. We're gonna go back with terror dogs and stuff like. But when you see it in the movie. It really works in such a way that it sets itself up as a true sequel to the first film, and it works yeah. really well. And I, I, I love the, the the idea that you know, if we trap one of the terror dogs, then Goza she loses, loses part of her yeah. herself. You know, she's she becomes more spectral, more mm-hmm. you know, less stable. And I, I love the new design. It was I thought it was great. It was you know, faithful whilst being a little bit different. You know. It's great. Yeah, I like the you know the whole sort of you, you could um, sort of the crackle of bones you could see. Yes, well, that was really good. And I, you know, Olivia Wilde didn't have to do an awful lot, but she looked amazing. She it was, was about really like three people involved in bringing that performance to life, wasn't there? Because yeah, I think she only did the she was just the face and the body, and then someone else did yeah. the voice. And like, uh, yeah, it all came together really well, though. Yeah, um, 
the voice was um, oh, I always forget her name. When she's, she's Indian actress, she's always, she's got one of those names. Um, Shoreya Agadeshlu. Okay. She's she's the she was in um oh she's I mean she's been in fucking shit loads of things. She's got that amazing voice, but she was uh, she's in uh, the Expanse. Yes. Yeah. Um, she's been in 24. She's, she's another actress who's just kind of great in everything she's in. Yeah, she, <laughs> you know, she just turns up and be like, yeah, she's great. I mean, she was in Arcane as well. She was the voice of the, mm-hmm. like the, the head, head policeman in the, in the first couple of episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's a fantastic, uh, and the, the voice, she does a really good job with the, with, with, with the voice. Um, I liked the um, the interactions with a lot of the things. I love the running joke of um, the podcast. They... No, the the. Um... I did like the payoff to the, the... podcast joke. I, I must admit that did make me yes, laugh. Yes, that was good. I mean, podcast is clearly Ray. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Phoebe's Phoebe's her, her you know her granddad. Yeah. Podcast is Ray. Is yeah. 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 <laughs> They, they, they got that. That was a, a nice uh, thing at the end. No, the, the, I like the the running joke about um, whenever they say, "Oh, I'm 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 the uh, like Egon's granddaughter or something," and they're all like, "Dirt farmer had a family." Yeah, and yeah. I, like, I, thought that, 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 I thought that was really that was really funny. I think for the most part, I mean, the the, the humor, um, you know, it's not quite the same as. I don't want it to be the same as the original, but I think because it's not yeah, the same I, people. It's a different location. It's a different exactly. situation. I I loved um, Phoebe's attempts at humor made me laugh every time she like told a joke that just fell completely flat. Um, yeah. Those were quite funny. I thought they were hilarious, but I like dad jokes. So yeah, I love dad jokes. Yeah, and I mean Grace McKenna completely oh, yeah. carries this movie. She is. I mean that sounds bad, but no. What I mean is she's completely the focal point yes she's she not you know she's amazing not only is she an amazing actress you know everything about her character is just you know brilliant i love the way you know she fit she tinkers with things she's you know she she's anxious she she gets these sort of like um you know when, when she does release her anger she properly releases her anger yes and you know i even like the fact that um the Trevor character, the Finn, Finn, when he sort of, you know, he completely commits himself. It's like, it's like he's that he's he's been in this town for less than five minutes, and he's completely throwing himself at this girl. Yeah. And what I liked is they didn't do the usual. Oh, you know, he's going to get beaten up by the kids. You know, they rag on him and stuff. Yeah, a little but bit, they, but it's like, yeah, it's just no, friendly ragging. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There was no, there was no sort of like full on bullying or anything, and I thought that was really good. Paul Rudd was great, and you know, yeah, in, in the. You know, he's great at being Paul Rudd in this movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Carrie Coon was amazing. I think oh, this yeah. is the, like one of the first comedic roles she's done. I don't think she had to do comedy. Uh, I thought she was really funny as as you know in the parts that she had. She, she did quite well with when she was doing the um, when she was possessed by Zool. Yes, and I I I think as well. I thought she had a really nice character arc where she was really yeah. a she was a bitch at the start of that movie. Um, and you know, you obviously throughout the movie realised why. She, I think I thought she was yeah, in a few scenes. I, I was like, she God, she's been, just a twat. Um, she just has had a good life. Yeah, you know? exactly. But I liked that. We we got to see that through through the movie. Um, yeah. And I mean that I I you know call me a, 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 a fool for nostalgia, 
damn the um the egon stuff was fucking amazing i loved his the stuff. Uh, his presence throughout the film was great i i really liked it when he even when he wasn't physically there he was still guiding mm-hmm. the, the 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 characters through the film yeah uh, i thought all of that stuff was wonderful and do you how did you feel about the cgi uh egon because I, I i said during my review i i thought it felt touching it didn't feel cheap yep. or nasty like a lot no, of those have it no, felt like it, really it was done did. with love yeah it, it did it felt like you know if it, it, it felt genuinely like a, a real tribute to yeah uh, to um uh harold ramus and and oh it was just so good when when um you know at the end when they uh phoebe's struggling with the with the proton yeah, pack it's a wonderful just, moment it just appears sort of there yeah you get that great reveal because you just see the hand at first and the and yeah. the music dips and everything it's like oh my god they're going there and i <laughs> i really like the fact that he doesn't speak yes I absolutely i really like the, the you know the the that the, they you know they spoke to him and you know the other guys were great oh know, yeah absolutely ray in particular was i thought was, was brilliant um you know. i mean to be honest though even murray seemed to be up for it when he was there like he was because i've seen murray phone in some performances over the years and and he know he seemed to be genuinely up for it he seemed to be having fun and yeah yeah, they all looked like they were having a great time they all looked like you know they were there to to to, you know to do 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 well and yeah i really loved it i mean like you said you can argue with some of the stuff like that you know yes it was a a, a kind of a rehash of the, the original there were some weird moments that i thought you know like with with the with the remote control trap. Yeah. You just, I just kept thinking, why don't they just pick it up? Why is this? Why are they still traveling with the trap? Oh yeah. Like, when it's just still driving behind them or whatever. Like, what are you doing? And the, the, in the end, like you said, with the, with the big, the, the, when they sets off the, the big trap, when they set off the big traps. Yeah, like, like yeah, surely why this, why wasn't Egon sucked into that? It's I know like, it would have robbed us of a wonderful moment, but my brain immediately yeah. was like, how does that work? I don't, yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I, you could you could argue that he was stood far away enough. Yeah, I guess that's probably the, the argument, isn't it? I I don't know, but um, um, it doesn't. I mean, it's a nitpick, right? Yeah, because it, it was such a good film. I think he's wonderfully directed as well. Mm, yeah, Jason Roman did a really good job. Mm. I, I mean, it, it it looked great. Um, you know, and it did. I mean, there were times where it genuinely felt almost like an eighties movie. I mean, the the soundtrack is like they. It literally lifted from the uh, the original movie, which helps a lot. Um, yeah. But you're right; it does feel very much like an '80s movie. It's it's in that uh, it's in that kind of perfect setting for an '80s movie as well. Um, yeah, and even the even with the kids, the the, the kids, it you know, it felt yeah. very much like that sort of you know. Um... And I I will say I I got uh, goosebumps as soon as the fucking ecto one's uh siren went on i was yeah. like oh that bit in the police station where they just like hit the siren I was like, oh yeah <laughs> that's great yeah and the, and also when when uh <laughs> when ernie hudson turns on the uh the the, pa- the, pa- the proton pack and he says i love that sound and it's like yes we yeah. do too yeah <laughs> we we love that sound as well <laughs> 
and interestingly enough this movie's been delayed so bloody long now that those those kids have probably grown up pretty well to where when they do another movie they could probably be old enough to be ghostbusters and uh yeah. be fine you know because that was kind of the question i had coming out of that movie if it had come out at the time would have been like well they seem a bit young to be ghostbusters though surely um but i guess yeah. by the time they go into production with another one if they go down that route i'm guessing they will um then they will kind of be old enough certainly paul rudd obviously if paul rudd became one that works um but the rest yeah. of them too I, it feels like they're probably going to be old enough yeah and i think you'll probably I, mean, I, I can't imagine bill murray coming back not in a big capacity anyway no i but, kind of feel like you might get him in like an advert or or something um yeah. but certainly i think we'll get ray and winston oh, winston's obviously going to yeah. be in it because he's pretty much financing all he's of it isn't backing, he? yeah exactly he's completely but he's backing it um the 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 scene with Sigourney Weaver and <laughs> that made me laugh. I didn't want to say about that because like me laugh, but it did feel a little weird. It, it was, was like, the weirdest okay. part is that they announced her in the credits and you're like she wasn't in it, and then and then yeah. immediately after she shows up, that's, you're like oh okay. That's like, exactly what my wife said. That's why I didn't say hell? it. She said where the hell was Sigourney Weaver? I didn't see Sigourney Weaver. And then there and she I, is. And I remembered that somebody said she's in a cut in the cut scene at the end. I was like ah. I think it's coming. Yeah. It's like immediately it, it, after it, her it, name. You're like, oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it starts up straight after her name. It's like, that's fucking weird. And that's why I didn't want to say anything to you about that. Because I had that that reaction was like, what? Did I miss her? And then it was like, oh, yeah. no, there she is. <laughs> but it is a fun scene as well. It's a fun scene, you know, getting mm-hmm. back at it. Uh... Yeah. And I mean, you, you could definitely accuse it of nostalgia bait because it totally is oh well the the last 20 minutes for sure and and there are nostalgic moments the last 20 minutes is just pure like hey remember the first film we're just doing that again um i think the worst nostalgia baiting is the is the stay puff thingies with i still don't like them i know a lot of people like them i'm in the minority there but they're really cute they are but i i'd rather they didn't yeah i think it how is it, how is the Stay Puft company even still going after New York? <laughs> after the giant Stay Puft. I mean, company. isn't that the end yeah. of your company? You'd at least change the logo and change the mascot, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. I, I guess so. Yeah, I never really thought about that. <laughs> You're tanked as a company after that, surely. I mean, it's not their fault at all, but you know, how no. do you explain that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like most people have forgotten it, so. Yeah, that was a bit weird. That's like I'm pretty sure everyone would talk about that forever. Like, you're not going to get over the time the giant marshmallow man stomped through New York. No. Or or the fact that ghosts were were in New York. I I guess maybe it was like you know, oh hey, that was all just you know nonsense, and people just bought into hysteria, and yeah. you know they were con artists or or whatever. But yeah, that is kind of like the scale of the first film makes it very difficult to then be like, oh no, none of that happened. Like, mm, well, I mean, really? he, and then then you think of the second movie where they got the fucking Statue of Liberty moved. Well, yeah, so, I, I couldn't quite decide whether the second movie. I guess the second movie must be. Yes, they mention or oh, they mention something that happened in the second one. On oh, do they? Was. Okay, maybe they do. Also, um, the ki- the gear is definitely from Ghostbusters two. So yeah, they also had um, the toaster from two was in on in the uh, kitchen. Yeah. There was a few bits and pieces in in Egon's house that was from the second movie. Yeah. So, and I think they've they've. What said, wonderful set design that house was as well. That's oh, like full of Easter eggs. It's like God, they really thought about everything in this in this house. <laughs> My wife looked at me and said, "You want to live there, don't you?" Yeah. Know? Totally. I absolutely want to live there. <laughs> 
because <laughs> it was brilliant. I, I yeah. mean, completely falling apart, but I love it. It was it's it's great. It's you know, and I love the, you know the the whole uh, vertically stacked books. Yeah. That you know, just yeah, lovely little bits and pieces that, that were, were great. Um, I yeah, I thought all the kids were great. Um, I think the uh, the the I don't remember what Finn her name Finn was. had the least to do. Um, I felt yes, he, he did. He kind I of I could have lost him. He was underused the most. Yes, but I think it was more that this was Phoebe's story anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and podcast I thought was great. I, he's I got quite fine. I I got some shit for that, by the way. For the I know I saw. Review. Who was I? I love you, whoever you are. But who the hell watches one hundred reviews of a, of a film? Uh, but anyway, no, no. I I was not suggesting the actor was bad. In fact, quite the opposite. I thought he was fantastic. Um, I just so felt I, like he didn't have enough to do for me. And I think I thought he was he was just the right amount of annoying. Oh sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I just felt like I could have done with uh more from him like more of a story and i guess if you know hopefully we'll get him in the sequel and we'll get to see more of him that'd be good yeah yeah i think I th- hopefully you know if, if all four of them yeah i hope so i think I'd, I'd be more than happy the love story felt pretty flat as well between finn and um what's her name that that didn't quite work for me uh do you mean before between oh, uh, oh between finn and lucky yeah like they they didn't really it was like mm, okay <laughs> like barely went anywhere um yeah it was i mean like you said it, it was because they didn't give him enough to do really that's I think the thing that... yeah it was it it almost felt like you could have done the whole movie uh I mean, it was, without it's, the it's, other kids and just have the one you know just have yeah. the granddaughter and it would have worked I think it's, it's, it's a it's a two-hour movie and i think that they if they put more of them in it probably would have been in danger of yeah, being, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and this um, is the thing, right? We've got a solid movie, and, yeah. and now we can get to know these characters in the sequel, hopefully. Because I'm all yeah. for a sequel after this. I never thought I'd be oh, saying completely. that, but 100%. Goosebumps again when when you you know at the end you just see Ecto uh, driving across the bridge to New York, and you're like, oh yeah. The, the, you know the soundtrack comes in, it's like, oh brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I would say that this is you know. If if you don't like the first Ghostbusters, then there is no point watching this movie. No, absolutely not. So I can I can you know like the you know the, the, the whole um nostalgia baiting thing. You know it's 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 a, it's a real thing. It's not. I mean I I can't I can't disagree with it. Yeah. However, I think it's a it's a great movie. It's absolutely. I think there's a, there's enough in it that you know it's it stands not apart from the first one but it's it's, it stands on its own merit i think with the characters they have well and i think the fact that they they crafted a sequel around the goza story yeah it it feels like a true sequel Mm -hmm. yeah it does where ghostbusters 2 felt like oh we just need to continue with more ghostbusters this felt like hey let's go back and revisit the story and what could we do with this because it's a god you know it's like okay cool yeah this makes sense and I did notice when they were looking at the, uh, the on the wall with the numbers. Yes. The the, the dates. There were there were dates later. There are so, yes, there are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, chances are, Goes is coming back again anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I love the I love the uh, very brief J.K. Simmons. <laughs> I, I mean, that I, I laughed out loud at that. That was hilarious. Anyway, that was really funny. And I, I you know I love the whole idea that this guy has spent probably his life. 
Yeah, well, he built the you tower, know? right, as well. He, he, yeah, and then he this whole built. town and everything else. Yeah. And then he just, <laughs> just one second after waking up. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, brilliant. I loved it. I thought it was great. Excellent. I, I, I'm, I'm slightly disappointed I didn't go to the cinema to see it. But yeah, me too, actually. I yeah. think, you know, overall, it was a, it was a real, real fun, real, you know, really brilliantly crafted characters. Um, this yeah. is how you. This is how you you pass the baton. Yeah. This is a good. You know, you've done it well. I mean, yeah. This. I mean, there's. <laughs> let, this this completely whitewashes the uh, the uh, the 2016 one. You know, that's it's like what 2016 one. I don't, I don't remember there being a 2016 one. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It's just a a far better film. Let's, let's be honest it, it's just far more original it's far better crafted in every mm. way um better acted as well which, which is, is a, it's like a thing it's now. Got genuinely likable characters well it? a That's... it's got likable characters and also it's got I, I don't know we're in this weird thing now where i i you know i films from like you know the 30s and whatnot up to up to like films in the 90s and 2000s child actors you get occasional really good ones but most of them really yeah, ropey we, nowadays like the child actors are just out acting the adults in everything they're yeah, in. We, we've said this a number of times the, the latest child actors are just, just so much better than they used to be they're incredible yeah it's amazing I, I mean, maybe maybe it's just that they're they're taught better or, probably you know but or because i think the, the, the I like to think that it's got better for them as well, because, you know, a lot of those kid actors, that they yeah. did not go have great careers or lives, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to think that it's just they're they're prepared a little better now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But th- yeah, there's so, there's so many great fucking kid actors right now. Mm. But yeah, uh, a, a really, really good uh, sequel. I'm glad you enjoyed yeah. it. I always worry when I, I'm like, hey, this was really fun. <laughs> it's like, well, if Matt hates it, then I've just wasted his time. <laughs> no, I mean, even if it was, oh, I thought it was terrible. I was going to, you know, you're going to have to watch it anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, but no, it, you know, genuinely funny movie. There's lo- lovely little bits in it. And there's some genuinely sweet little moments between, you know, I love at the very beginning when, you know, the, the mum's cutting his hair and she, she she cuts his ear and stuff. It's brilliant. Yeah, you know, they're they're poor. She's cutting his hair. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah, little it works. We're fantastic. Yeah, great, great film. So, uh, what else have you been watching? Uh, let is let us go with uh, let's go with Mother Android. Yes, uh, a film that I've been very tempted to watch, mainly because of the actress, uh, more than anything yes. else. But um, yeah. yeah, so it looks fun. It's like a post-apocalyptic kind of uh, deal. Yeah. So, first of all, what a fucking awful name. Yes, well, terrible name. They could not have come up with a better name than Mother Android, for fuck's sake. Apparently not. Jesus. Anyway, so we are introduced to um, Georgia and Sam. And so I play by Curry Grace Moretz and Algie Smith. Uh, it's uh, directed by Matt, uh, Matson Tom, Tomlin, which I don't know whether he's done anything else. Terminator writer. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> which TV Terminator? Series. How old is he? Oh, well, it okay. says TV series, but I don't one episode. So maybe the show? I don't know. Well, Sarah Connor. 
Chronicles. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Project Power. Okay, so he's, he looks like he's written a few things. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so we're introduced to uh, Georgia and Sam, and uh, they're at a Christmas party, and Georgia has, or they're about to go to a Christmas party, I should say, and they're in the bathroom, and Georgia has just taken a, a, a bunch of um, pregnancy tests, well, which are all positive, and they're clearly not a, you know, a completely stable couple. They, the, you know, she's not sure whether she wants to keep it. She's not, you know, and he's like, "Well, you marry me, you know," and she's like, "You know, you, this you can't be serious, you know. This is, you know, I, I don't know what to do about this." So, so anyway, they go to this the, the, the party and. There are androids everywhere. They've got um, android servants. And the first sign you get that something's not quite right is when they're leaving the house. Um, one of the androids says, uh, Happy Halloween to him. And he's like, It's not Halloween, it's Christmas. He's like, Yep, okay. My mistake, sort of thing. Like, okay. So then they let go to this thing. And while they're at this this party and they're, you know, they're. Um, She's talking to one of her friends about the pregnancy. Mm. Basically, um, this high-pitched scream goes off on uh, the, the phone, and then all the lights go out, and all of a sudden there's screaming and explosions, and basically all the androids have gone ape shit, and they're all they right. start attacking, attacking their, uh, their their owners, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we get it's uh, a few months later, and they're sort of camping in the middle of nowhere. Um, Georgia is very heavily pregnant. Yes, and they are trying to get to Boston because they've been told that um, Korea is uh, safe um, if they can get a boat to um, from. Um, Boston to Korea, then you know they they can they can have a, a sort of a better life there. So uh, there's some some nice uh, scenes between um, Chloe and Algie Smith, um, but there is some fucking dumb decisions. Okay. Uh, I, one thing I will say is um, it's a sort of nice idea. Um, I think most people will probably go into this movie expecting a sort of full-on, you know, android uprising movie. It's not really that, although it, you know, it is, but it's it's not about that. It's more to do with these two characters and their and you know the, the new life that they're bringing into this world. Yeah. Uh, so it's it, you know it's it's more about that than it is about the actual uprising itself. Yeah. Um, but it, it it drags. It really, really drags. That's there were sure. lots. There was lots of sort of scenes where you just think, oh, for fuck's sake, can something happen now? It, this this is really just far too long. Mm-hmm. But there are some really beautiful, like nice scenes, you know, with them when they're when they're talking about you know what's going on and 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 that. But then just the, they get to this camp. Which is mostly seems to be full of soldiers who were, you know, full on gung ho meatheads who, 
you know, they're out to destroy the things, and you know, they want to. And while Georgia is seeing this this doctor, and this doctor saying, you know, you can stay here, have the child here, he he goes, he talks to the, he talks to this soldier, this this young this young kid, this soldier, and he he says to him, he asks for a cigarette, I think it is, and then he basically says no. And they're talking, they're talking, and this this kid basically, well, bloke says to him, you know, oh, I, yeah. You know, I, I don't appreciate people coming here and not, you know, fighting, you know, wanting to run away and all that sort of stuff, right? Right. And then he goes back to, to Georgia and they're talking about, you know, what's going to happen. And they come up with this. They said, you know, maybe we should stay here, have the baby here and then move on later. He then goes to talk to this dude again and asks him if he can sneak him onto a boat. And it's like, why would you go to the guy that's already you've already talked to and has already been a dick to you why would you go back to that character surely there are other people that you could yeah. try you know talk to anyway it ends badly they get thrown out slight spoiler but they they you know it ends badly they get th- thrown out be- for, because basically this kid says so i keep saying calling me a kid he's not a kid he's a bloke yeah it's, oh um if you want to do something you, you can fight me right so they fight. You don't see the fight. It cuts to the next day, and apparently, he beat this kid to a pop, this soldier to a pulp. Right. And you do sort of think, well, how? Because the other dude was way bigger than him and but trained, it's, it's a, presumably. Sorry. And trained if he was a soldier. Yeah, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? I mean, they're obviously younger soldiers. I, I guess, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Trained, yeah. but. You know, he's supposed to establish that this this kid can handle himself. You know, sure, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's so yeah. Just, just fine. But the, but the, basically, they the, the the sort of colonel at this camp's like, oh, I, you know, he's he's beating my soldiers up. Like he attacked my soldier and all. It's like, really? You really believe that bullshit? You you he gets completely blamed for it. Like you know, and like the other bloke didn't do anything, and it's it just feels really silly. And he's like, no, nope, you've got to leave this camp within the hour. You know, don't, don't I guess, and if you, you're lucky, I don't phone other camps and tell them, you know, not to fucking let you in. And it's like, fuck off, you dick. <laughs> anyway, they go up, they, they meet this, uh, they go off, they do, there's just such so many silly decisions that you just think, fuck, you know, why are you doing this? They get a bike and they, come across this other guy um played by Raul Castillo who is like he, he he's the, the the Sam gets captured by the androids and taken off and she meets up with this Arthur character who said you know who says he was he worked for um the company that made the androids and he's been working on this suit that um makes makes you invisible to the androids Right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into. I'm not gonna go into spoilers, but I think that stuff happens that you're like, well, I can see that fucking coming a mile off. But it's not a great movie. Mm. That's um, a shame. It's, it's directed fine. It's not um, bad. Um, Kirby Grace Moretz is great. She's she's, she's always great. Yeah, exactly. As, as usual, she's she's great. Uh, it mostly hinges on her performance. Uh, Algie Smith is fine. 
I think I I think it's mostly to do with the writing that his character is more annoying than him. Um, the ending I thought was was okay. The what happens at the end is is you know it's an interesting end. Um, not, you know I'm not going to spoil it, so I can't say too much. But I thought it was fine. The end was okay. I mean, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it's not sure. The worst, just just it's not average. The worst yeah, it's not the worst version of this story. You know, we've we've seen this, we've seen this in yeah. multiple, you know, um, uprising stories. It was fine. It's it's just not interesting. There's a lot. There's a lot of very dull moments that drag on too long. Um. Yeah, it was just boring. Mm. It, it, I mean, there's like I said. Some that the performances were good, she was great. Um, but I would say skip it, honestly. I then I shall. (laughs) I was, I I was only tempted because you know, I was like, "Eh, you know, it it looks okay, but um, yeah, uh, I I wasn't sure to be honest. So, you know, if you're really desperate, then fine, but well, I would, I'd, I'd personally say skip it. It's, it's not that, it's not great. Yeah, that's a shame. But um, you know, speaking of desperate, I can mm. uh, I can tell you what I watched this week. What did you watch uh, this week? Uh, so I I was like you, I was really struggling to find something to watch. Um, did you finally finish Raccoon City? No, I didn't. <laughs> I might have done something even worse, actually. Uh, oh, I, I watched The Matrix Resurrections. Oh, dude. <laughs> Well, oh, wow. the thing is, I was well, like, I need something to watch. Bullet, so I didn't have to. I've I've had this. I've I, I full disclosure. I have had my housemate gave me a copy of The Matrix Resurrections and Welcome to Raccoon City. I think it was before Christmas, and I've just avoided watching either. Um, but this week it was like, oh, we need, I need something to watch. It was like Monday, and I still hadn't watched anything. And then last night I was like, I really need to find something to watch. Um, and I saw it there. I was like, "Oh, do you know what? I've I've got it. I'll just I'll just watch it. Um, and and see what I thought of it. Um, so I guess full disclosure, I think the first Matrix film is great. I think the sequels yes. are garbage, and yep. I actually liked them even less on uh, rewatching them because when uh, the Matrix Resurrections was uh, was announced, I was like, "Ah, I'm going to go back and and watch, um, the original movies because." Yeah. The trailer for Matrix Resurrections actually looked pretty good. Uh, I thought the 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 teasers and the the build up to it actually it is it's one of those films where it was like it looked great with the first teaser and then everything they showed you subsequently just made it look worse and worse. Um, yeah, honestly, I I saw the, the the trailer and just thought, oh, John Wick must be out soon. That's the only thought I had. Yeah, it did look. Uh, it did look like uh, Keanu couldn't even be bothered to cut his hair for the role. He's like, no, yeah, sod it. Um, so yeah, I'm not a big fan of the sequels. I think there are elements of the sequels I like. Like I think we, we've both talked about like the Maravindian being a cool character before, and it's like cool moments. But yeah. I, as a whole, I, I didn't like the sequels at all. I thought they were the, really no, dumb. I, did, I I watched it rel- relatively recently with my wife because mm. she wanted to watch them all again. Yeah. And I kind of appreciated them a little more this time. Actually. It's weird. We went opposite I directions st- with that, didn't we? Yeah, I still don't think they're good movies. No, I still the, think the, the first one's great. I, I really like no, the, the first one. The first one is fucking brilliant. 
the, the first one still holds up. The first one is is, is fantastic. The second the, the second two, I mean, there were there was a lot of fucking shit in those movies. Yeah, there was some. I mean, oh, that fucking dance thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I I left the room at that point and did some washing or something. I had to do, but the, you know the rest of the rest of it. It's got some nice ideas in it. There's some nice scenes in them, and I did enjoy them more this time round. But that was the, not- that was the problem with those sequels. Is you see Zion, um, and and then you're like, oh, what's his name was right. Let's just stay in the Matrix. It's way better in there. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just stay in the Matrix, guys. <laughs> yeah, is it Cipher? Cipher, that's it. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. he was right. He's just there yeah. eating, a, eating a fancy steak. That's that's the way to yeah. live. Just put put me back in. Give me a good life back. Yeah, in there. happy days. Okay, <laughs> but I'll be a battery. Just give me a good life. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, this this uh, this is a a sequel to all three. I was kind of hoping they wouldn't do that. I was kind of hoping they'd just do a, if they were going to do a sequel, do it to the first one. Although I still think it never needed a sequel. The the first one had no. the perfect ending, and it should have stayed yeah. there. Um, but basically, we pick up with uh, Neo now Thomas Anderson, who is a video game developer and creator of the Matrix, the video yeah. game, the Matrix. I know. Yeah, this just all sounded so bad. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Um, so he uh, he has created the Matrix. It's a it's a, a very popular series of video games. He's like you know world famous for for the Matrix. Famous uh, video game developer. Um, he meets Tiffany at uh, the coffee shop, uh, who is Trinity, uh, and they kind of have a moment where they're like, oh, you know, I feel like we met before. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. I know you vaguely. Um, but basically, he is uh, constantly taking blue pills. Uh, his therapist is prescribing blue pills to him. Uh, so he keeps, you know, he's kind of stuck in the Matrix. Um, he's made a modal, uh, a programming sandbox, where he plays with his video game characters. And uh, at the start of the movie, we see Bugs, one of the new characters. Uh, she finds this... Uh, instance of the matrix running which is basically this modal and it's it's reenacting the uh the opening of the first movie and it feels very fan movie-ish watching it it's weird (laughs) um but basically she discovers uh a character in there i don't know why but apparently neo in his subconscious has created a character that embodies both agent smith and morpheus at the same time even though they were like literally opposing characters and personalities for some reason they're morphed together bugs finds um they, hang on sorry they've amalgamated smith and morpheus neo has amalgamated Smith and Morpheus subconsciously in this version of the Matrix somewhere else. It's like this this little sandbox that he's created subconsciously. I suppose you could argue that they both made him who he Yeah, is. you could argue that. Fair point. You could argue that. Sip okay. Tea. Sorry. Just had to get a sip of tea. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway... Uh, we get this moment where where he goes in as an agent and he's he's gonna take out Trinity and you get a remake of the first movie with the you know no lieutenant your uh your your officers are already dead all of that um 
but then he finds bugs and ends up kind of breaking out of his programming because the morpheus bit takes over and he's like i don't understand what's going on he's like i should kill you but then at the same time i know that i'm meant to be morpheus and she's immediately like oh my god you're morpheus great i'll just trust you and and then and then he's morpheus for the rest of the movie but he's not really morpheus so he's yeah yeah kind of not even he doesn't even feel like he's doing a morpheus impression to be honest he just feels like a completely different character that they've decided to call morpheus right and i guess the closest he comes to being morpheus is that he dresses like a twat half the time um you know but then even morpheus didn't do that he did it like once or twice he had like outlandish outfits but generally he was like pretty you know you just look like everyone else in the matrix right um but yeah so um so they've got this version of morpheus and so it turns out that the um the peace happened right so there was peace between the machines and humans after uh the final matrix the final in the the trilogy of matrix films um the the deal was that neo fought smith and then there was peace between the machines so that happened and machines and people living in harmony but then there was a a splinter cell of the machines that refused to do that so they've kept a new version of the matrix going uh so we've got machines working with humans and then we've got the other machines that are still using humans to uh run the matrix and and create power right the 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 battery thing yeah um so we get this this really stupid plot that basically there's a new architect right yeah Uh, i can't think what he's called in the movie but he's basically the new architect oh the analyst that's it he's the analyst uh played by neil patrick harris Harris, yeah Yeah, who i like actually i like neil patrick harris quite a lot um and so he's he's in charge of this new matrix right and he realized that for reasons unknown um neo and trinity their love as long as they're kept close but apart for reasons generates more power so they went to great lengths to resurrect neo as a human and resurrect trinity as a human to keep them plugged in the matrix but they had to be kept separate so trinity is is now a new person called tiffany and she's got a family and neo is thomas anderson the video game developer um and we learned that neo's tried to escape a few times he's tried to like break his programming a few times and every time they bring him back and the analyst is basically uh in thomas anderson's life uh he's basically his therapist so he's the one giving him the blue pills and he's talking about all of these fantasies and it's like you know these crazy fantasies that you have um but obviously they 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 find neo and break him out it turns out that neo doesn't look like neo anymore he doesn't look like keanu reeves to everyone else he looks like uh, some old dude so that's why they couldn't find him um even though you'd be like it's kind of obvious it's probably the the bloke who came up with and wrote the matrix video game is probably the guy who knows a lot about the matrix (laughs) but whatever Uh, whatever um so they they free uh they free neo for the matrix um and he immediately upon being freed sees trinity in the pod opposite and he's like i want to rescue trinity um and everyone's like yes we should except for niobe who's back from the 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 sequel films um who's now like 
a hundred years old or something uh she's now in command and she's like no you you can't do that because you'll risk all of our lives to do that and uh, basically i think the only original thing that this movie really accomplishes ultimately is a love story uh and unfortunately that love story my issues with the sequels aside the one thing all of those three movies did very well was the love story between neo and trinity that love story has been done far better already this movie retreading that love story accomplishes (laughs) absolutely nothing um and my god is this film like uh, self-referential like like to the point of ridiculousness it's like they're basically pointing at the screen what i I heard that the they they basically make comments on terrible sequels they make comments on terrible sequels they make comments oh right so the matrix video game right literally in the movie the matrix video game is owned by warner brothers and they literally have a conversation a board meeting where they're like warner Mm -hmm. brothers have told us they're making this video game with or without us we have to make this video game we've got no choice to me sounds clearly like what's actually happened well it is because we've now learned it it sounds like uh the wachowskis were told we're gonna make a matrix movie with or without you um so lana decided to make it i personally think rather than making this protest of a movie she would have been better off just saying uh go do it and we'll just disown it (laughs) and then your terrible movie will stand on its own without us you know i think maybe that was why only lana came back it might be yeah it might be um i forget the name of the other wachowski but um yeah like uh, yeah lana's the only one that's returned here um lily is it lily 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 Lily. so lily didn't return lana did um (coughs) but yeah the the that and they also make fun of if they do weird things like like in the opening of the the early parts of the movie when they're talking about making this new video game they have this board meeting moment and they're all talking about ideas and they're like oh you know the matrix is all about spectacle it's all bullet time and they're making fun of bullet time but then a massive part of this movie is the analyst talking about how cool it is to have bullet time and how he does bullet time all the it's like are you trying to make fun of it or are you trying to make it a key plot point in your movie like what what yeah. way do you want to go with this <coughs> it, it it does sound like she tanked she tried to tank it on purpose she succeeded we, yeah. we can now officially say she absolutely succeeded it's completely bombed and there is absolutely no plans to make a sequel right now so she succeeded in that um i she, just think she, she would have been years and they'll just re- completely reboot reboot it anyway yeah yeah just yeah absolutely use new people and, and move on yeah yeah um what they should have done anyway well it, it, it is it, it's really odd you you've recast a bunch of characters that that really like like i said yaya doesn't really he's i mean he's not morpheus he's he's this 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 avatar of morpheus um but he doesn't behave like morpheus at all really um we get loads of footage of previous movies like half of this film it feels like it's just showing you clips from the previous matrix films um so lawrence fishburne's in it loads just just is like archive footage of morpheus everywhere yeah Um, i think i mean i mean Oh, so so they say they say at one point, uh, yeah, yeah, Morpheus is like, hey, I thought you might like it might help you, uh, you know, realize because obviously the idea is that the analyst has been feeding him blue pills for so long that that uh, that Neo thinks he's crazy. 
so yeah. uh so basically yaya's like oh well we because they try once and he's like no 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 this is not this is me being mental this isn't real so later yaya's morpheus is like oh i thought by showing you footage of your video game it might help you realize that it's all true and basically they're showing footage of Lawrence fishburne and stuff but they're like oh yeah that's the video game footage but it's like well it's not though is it because it's clearly film footage from the matrix movie like okay um also why is if he's been making these games yeah how is showing him what he's made gonna help him yeah you'd think he made them right well they're making the argument that they're making the argument that hey this was real life but here's footage of this you know (laughs) um so we also have a, a recasted smith uh jonathan groff as smith he's terrible awful absolutely awful i mean you're you're gonna struggle to 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 follow hugo weaving in anything yeah but mr smith particularly in that first movie i mean iconic character um this feels like some awful caricature it's absolutely dreadful he's not even again again half the time he's not even acting like miss uh like smith like agent yeah. smith it, it's bizarre um the thing about hugo weaving's character is he's so over the top yeah that you he manages it anybody else trying to do that character in the same way that he does it is gonna struggle oh there's there is a shot in this movie where jonathan groff literally is screaming mr anderson and it is one of the cringiest moments of uh of films that i've watched uh in a long time it's terrible um but yeah it, it's just a nothing of a movie it, it's it's a, a like a, a a rehash of sorts uh where it's like oh hey we've got you know we've got to save people from the matrix again the matrix is back except this time you've got some some robot characters helping the humans but it's the it is effectively the same movie again um we don't uh neo is not the one neo and trinity are the two uh yeah i i I did hear that so at least at least they didn't do what we all thought they were going to do which was make trinity the one and neo nothing no no neo still has uh he is still the one yeah at least they didn't do that he can't do a lot of what he used to do so he's got some powers but he can't fly he can't do things like that uh but then by the end of the movie because that was all that that was the main problem they had with this with the sequels in the first place oh don't get me wrong i'm bloody glad i'm really glad that they got rid of the flying because it's fucking terrible and but again the perfect way to end a movie without a sequel the end of the matrix yeah. when he flies away is like great he can do anything now he's gonna go free everyone perfect yeah when you do a sequel it's it, it's the it's the um it's the the back to the future part two of problems like oh shit we've got jennifer in the car <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah. what do we do uh i guess we'll just knock her out for the whole movie because yes. we weren't planning on having her there but we wrote it in it's kind of what they did here because it wasn't meant to have a sequel and now you've got a sequel um yeah. so yeah i'm kind of glad they did that um trinity is the one that flies first he can't fly and she she flies first and shows him you know and then later on they both can fly but um so the idea is that it's not the one it's both of them that works yeah together um i mean i think that's a that's a, a a nice idea 
it is Maybe a nice idea that. and and it kind of works in the matrix because you know in the previous movies like trinity was getting premonitions and she was the one that that really made neo the one by kind of because yeah. he never believed he was the one and he even says in this movie i never believed i was the one it was trinity that made me believe i was the one that that convinced me that i was the one um yeah. which does work with the previous movies and i will say the first act of this film i was like this isn't great but it's not as bad as i'd heard you know i was like i'm kind of intrigued it's very self-referential and i'm not keen on that but i like the idea that you know i like this idea of like neo is is kind of stuck in this version of the matrix again and, and they've they've given him this this new persona and hidden him from everyone else and and that he's kind of uh struggling with his sanity and is this reality is it not is it just me being crazy there were some interesting things in that first act and i was thinking like ah, oh, maybe people have been a bit harsh but the 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 this the last two acts are terrible yeah absolutely terrible and again there are some moments there are some nice moments um i've seen a clip of the, is it the, the, the merovingians like a homeless dude or something i was it? i he's one of the few characters i like from the sequel i was happy to see him that was kind of funny so like basically he's like uh from the old system but uh he's they bring him in i think the analyst brings him in if i remember rightly to to, to kill neo and co uh basically because like he wants revenge because basically neo making peace with the robots basically stripped him of all purpose so he's like a homeless guy now yeah uh, because there was no need to traffic information anymore i guess um <laughs> so that was kind of fun you know there are there are a few moments but overall it's just it's really really bad um that it, it just it feels like a protest movie for for a lot of it yeah to be honest. that's what it sounds like um you know and i guess the protest worked because it, it has bombed horribly um yeah but yeah, I cannot recommend this one, I'm afraid. You may love it if you're a big Matrix fan, because I should I should preface that. I, I am not the biggest Matrix fan. I thought the first one was great, and I didn't like either sequel. So put me in that camp, and you may well enjoy this movie I'll, more than I did. Honestly, I, I think I'll give it I'll skip it, I think. I, I wouldn't have watched it were I not desperate for something to watch this week. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, but yeah. She's in it. Who's yeah. Christina? Oh, like, I think she's one of the um oh i think Which she's just an executive i think she just works at the the video game company she's not in it very much oh right okay yeah but yeah i i, I honestly unfortunately cannot recommend this one not that that's a surprise to anyone i i would you know, <laughs> um, but yeah. like i said it, it does have a few moments but uh, for the most part i thought this was awful some of the cg looks great and some of it looks terrible as well mm. which is really odd um really really odd the train scene in particular if you ever see that it looks absolutely awful <laughs> like really bad but then other other stuff looks great it, it's weird it's it's very it's all over the shop uh visually i thought um but yeah so uh that was the matrix resurrections i, I cannot recommend it unfortunately i thought the story was a dreadful rehash really um and like i said the the, the main point of the movie is the love story between neo and trinity and it's like we've done that we we, yeah. we, we did that there's no need for it anymore um yeah. but yeah so uh that, that was that anyway what else i, I honestly didn't um, you know 
I, I understand why they made the sequel if 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 that's you know it was a case of we're going to do it anyway well then... I, I can tell you honestly after watching the movie and and seeing that scene in particular like i mean if you can try and find that scene because that like there's no way that that wasn't referencing exactly what happened in real life yeah like no way like she it, it feels like that lana was I, I guess maybe like you know they went to lily and lana and said look you know we're gonna make a matrix sequel with or without you and yeah. lily was just like fuck off go go ahead yeah. i don't give a shit uh, uh whereas dude, lana obviously took it a lot more personal and was like well then i'll make it but i'm gonna make yeah. it terrible yeah i don't know i don't know it's yeah it, it's very meta to the point of just poking fun at itself really it's weird but Jeez. um but yes so uh what else have you watched anyway uh so i watched the house the house yes indeed so this is a uh, a netflix um it says it's a tv series it's not a tv series it's a it's a it's a, a three-sectioned movie uh so it's animated all stop motion yeah uh animation and it's uh three stories about this house uh in different sort of time periods with different uh people um and it's uh i think it's all written by uh Ed, Ed, uh Ender walsh um uh it's uh, directed by very uh, different i think each section is directed by a different person um, the cast list is amazing. You've got Matthew Good, you've got Paul Kay, uh, Helen and Bonnet Carter, Maya Goth, uh, Susan Wakoma, uh, Miranda Richardson, Mark Heap, and uh, amazingly, in the second story, the main character is, is voiced by Jarvis Cocker, um, which is uh, which is really weird to see uh, hearing Jarvis Cocker uh, portray this character. Yeah. Uh, so the first story uh, is. I th- it's basically set in the Victorian times, and uh, we have this um, mother and father, and their two little girls. One a, a newborn, and the other is is this little, uh, little six year old um, called Mabel, and they um, the, the cottage is is it's a I think it's a it's a beautiful little cottage. Um, but they they're visited by um, family members who are clearly incredibly rich and they look down on them and say, you know, oh, your father gambled away all his money and you would, you know, this is a terrible hovel that you're living in and all that sort of right. stuff. Um, which in Furies, uh, I think his name's Raymond, it, um, which it makes him furious. And uh, when they've gone, he, he gets drunk. He, gets drunk and he goes for a walk in, in out into the into the woods and while he's relieving himself from out of nowhere this sedan chair appears with nobody seems to be pulling it or, uh, or you know carrying it it just appears and the door opens and a sort of don't you don't quite see who's in there not properly Right, and he sort of he's beckoned in, and he goes in, and you see him. You can see him make it. You can just about make out this figure of this sort of uh, um, this sort of bold guy with 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 long uh, hair at the bottom. You know, the, the sort of bold top <laughs> with the 
and dude, um you, dude dude one moment when we said the house 2022 and i was like i cannot find pictures of the house 2022 yes i, I now need to ask you a question before we continue with this review yes D- does it star mice yes okay cool just checking because I, I was like that's... have i got completely the wrong image up here no, that's <laughs> okay the, cool that's that's the second story oh okay because i was listening to what you were saying i was like this this sounds completely different okay cool continue yeah <laughs> so yeah so basically basically um uh he then he, he's talking to this thing he then goes home um and he's ravenous and he eats all this food and then uh, he tells um his wife that he's made this deal with this guy um and you know he needs to talk about it later but then he he, he basically passes out right and this character, um, played by Mark Keep, turns up the next day called Mr. Thomas, and he tells, he says, my employer, um, he's, um, you make this this deal with my employer, and uh, he's agreed to make this house for you. Uh, so this house will be put, over, it will be up on that hill over there, sort of thing. Um, you will have to leave this house and and just move straight in straight away as soon as it's built. Um, and, you know, everything you want will be catered for. Uh, but you have to, you know, make a decision now. He's, he's not very patient. You you know, he, he, he'll, you have to say whether you want to know. So they agree, they sign uh, the deal, and then they watch as this house is, is built upon this, this thing. And as soon as it's finished, they, they move in. And um, little Mabel is is slightly upset by this. She, she you know, she, she's happy where she is. She doesn't want to move right. into this this big house. Also, she's she's got this doll's house, which looks suspiciously like the house that's built. Right. Uh, so they move into this this massive uh, house, and they're told, you know, everything they want will be catered for. You know, that food will be provided. Um, you know, you don't have to do anything. And slowly, the parents become a bit weird. And they sort of get a bit obsessed by... The the, the, the wife starts obsessingly making sort of curtains with this sewing machine. And the father keeps obsessing about the fireplace. Okay. And they sort of kind of neglect the little baby and... Mabel starts looking after the baby and they move it around and she goes, she, you know, she goes to bed one night and when she wakes up, she, I mean, she's past this room at one point and there is a workman in it who just stops working and stares at her. Right. And then she sort of, she says hello, but he doesn't answer and she moves on. And then the next day when she wakes up, she looks out of the window, which overlooked, she could see the cottage. Yeah. The distance sort of thing. Now there's another room there, and there are workmen in it. Okay. And thing like, moves, moves, uh, rooms keep getting moved around, and the stairway gets removed, and her parents are becoming increasingly weird, and they're given these new sets of clothes to wear, which look suspiciously like upholstery. Okay. Um, and meanwhile, poor little Mabel, she's struggling to look after this little girl and 
she's struggling to find, you know, meaning in what the hell's going on. Yeah. And she sees that they've pulled down the cottage. You know, the cottage gets pulled down, but it gets recreated in the, the basement of this house. She goes down there at one point and it's that this house is there. Oh, like this cottage is, is fully remade in the, the bottom. And you keep seeing this guy who's the, the employer, like, and he's just this weird giggling presence. And it's really fucking creepy. Uh, and I'm not going to spoil the, the end of the, the story, um, but it is fucking weird and very, very <laughs> creepy. Okay. And I loved it. It's beautifully, beautifully made. Yeah, I, I've heard some good things about it, I must admit. Um, yeah, the animation is, is, is fantastic. Um, the second story is, um, it's it's now in the sort of the, the modern day. <coughs> and we are introduced to um, Jarvis Cocker's uh, character, uh, who's just called the developer. Right. And he is um, redeveloping the, the house. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's sort of living in the basement. Um, while he's doing it and he keeps talking to someone who you, you presume is his girlfriend and he's also talking to the bank. He's clearly got no money left um, and he's struggling to sort of, you know, to, to make en- make everything sort of come out on top. He keeps promising the, the bank that everything's fine. He's got nibbles there. You know, he's got people that are interested. You know, he's going to sell this house. And then um, he discovers that he has an infestation of fur bugs right and he basically you know he, he grabs the whole house and he, he kill he puts all this stuff down and, and kills all the bugs and then <laughs> he goes sort of like you see him he, he sort of goes up the stairs or goes down the stairs i forget which he, he's as he's going down the stairs the the screen cuts you know, the, the screen goes through the floorboards as he's going through the, the, the down the stairs, and you can see that the just the the whole floor is completely infested, right, with these bugs. They still got the, he's still got these bugs, and he then has this open house, and all these these people turn up, and they're clearly not bloody interested. Um, and he has this he has this amazing sort of like this patter about you know things keep going wrong. He he ordered um canapes for the for the for the um for the to, to feed them and basically he gets the wrong shopping he ends up with like um noodles and hot dogs right. and nothing else so he tries to, to to make the most of it and he's made these horrible looking sort of canapes out of hot dogs and noodles and things and he's sort of saying like oh you can do the lighting with your phone and uh, you know this this marble is from italy and this marble's from Romania or something and you, the, the, clearly these people are like wandering off and then these two giantly weirdly proportioned rats mm. turn up and they say they're interested in the house and again I am not going to spoil what where this goes but again it's fucking weird and creepy <laughs> I will say there is a there's a song and dance mo- uh part in this in this story with the bugs right it's fucking weird and um, amazingly animated it's so it's really funny so i'm not gonna again again i'm not gonna spoil that spoil how that ends but that's the second story and then the third story um is i'm i'm guessing it's the 
future? I'm not quite sure. Okay. Um, it could even be that it, because each story, so you've got humans in the first story, you've got rats in the se- or, or or mice in the um, the second story, and in the third story they're cats. Right. Um, and I'm not sure whether it, they're in different dimensions or whether it's it just maybe they're not rats; they're just represented represented that way. I'm not quite sure. Um, but the third story, um, the house is now basically on a completely flooded plain. All it's it's sort of on its own in the middle of this sort of like rapidly rising water. The, you can see the tops of like church spires in the distance and a couple of roofs and there are like floating cars and things. But for the for the most part, all it is is just water and this house. And you're introduced to um, Susan Wacoma's ca- uh, character, Rosa, who is this, um, she, she's this actually, she's got this house and she she's desperately trying to, you know, make something of this house. She's, she's got um, a sign in the front that says, you know, um, apartments, uh, for, you know, to rent. And she has two um, tenants. Uh, I think it's... Uh, Elias, played by Will Sharp, and um, Jen, played by Helen the Bonham Carter. Mm-hmm. Now, Elias seems to be this sort of like slightly sort of um, um, wastrel type who who sort of seems a bit lost, um, and he pays her with fish, not with money. Right. And Jen, uh, played by Helen the Bonham Carter, is um, this sort of hippie type who's got crystals and stuff, and she pays her in crystals. And, you know, the the, the, the place is falling down. There's the, the the water is full of gunk. Um, and she's trying, she's, she's desperately trying to make wallpaper paste to put on this wallpaper up. And because of the quality of the water, the, it's not staying up. And she's just desperately trying to sort of make something of this house. And, you know, almost everywhere she she does is she's just thwarted by her her the people there and the house itself. And then this character called Cosmos turns up, who's Paul Kay, who is this like completely over the top hippie character who, um, you know, he's been on a journey and he's all right. talking about this. He sets his tent up in the garden and he, you know, uh, he, she she is overjoyed when he he she finds out that. He's a carpenter. He can. He, he, his skills are, you know, he he can make things and he can, he yeah. can fix things. It's like, oh my god, you can help me fix the house up. So she shows him her plans for what she wants the house to look like, and and then he's he basically, um, the next day she walks into the the sort of into the the hallway and all the floorboards have been taken up, right? And she goes outside and she and Cosmos has made this boat for Elias. It's like, what are you doing? Why have you made a boat for, for for him? You're supposed to be helping me put the house together, not taking it apart. Yeah. And um, again, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, again, it's it's weird. Um, it's beautifully animated. Um, it's I wouldn't say it, it, I mean it's listed as a comedy. There, there are some genuinely funny moments in it. Um, and it's not horror, but it is very fucking creepy. The the first story in particular, 
um, is very fucking uh, weird. And the right. second one, you know, the, the endings of, of these stories, you know, it, it's got a sort of, you know, almost like a Tales of the Unexpected sort of vibe to it. You know, it, it has that sort of weird and outer limitsy, you know, it, what's real, what's not real, yeah. you know, is, is what's happening really, what's happening. But it's beautifully, beautifully animated. Um, the voice cast is, is doing a bang up job. Um, I, I particularly liked Jarvis Cocker as this developer. I thought he was yeah. he was hilarious um, as things get you know worse for him. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's I, I would really recommend, recommend it if you want to see something sort of like weird and, and brilliantly animated. It's it's a nice little thing. Um, yeah, it's it's listed as a TV series for some reason, but it's put together as a movie. So meh. Um, maybe it was going to be released in three parts. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I quite happily watch more of it if they, if they come up with more stories for this house. Hmm. Um, there were lots of um, themes, you know, that go through these stories that I, I mean, if I talk about them too much, I'll I'll, I'll spoil, you know, um, some of the stories. But it, it it's it's themes of you know greed or um, moving on. And, you know, and and um, anxieties and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of really interesting themes in the, in the in each of the stories. And as I said, it's just it's just a beautifully uh, done little little movie. I, I really I, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. Wow. There we go. I, I have heard uh, my my friend did uh, did say like the first episode of, of uh, the house is like one of the creepiest animations I've ever seen. That's the, yeah, like, that's all I've heard about it until you mentioned yeah. it today. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It looks fun. And the animation looks gorgeous. It really yeah, does. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really, really, really good. Yeah, it looks really, really cool. Well done. So uh, I think you got one more. I have. Uh, I have also seen uh, The Boys from County Hell. Yes, The Boys from County Hell. Uh, uh, so this basically, it was. I think it was supposed to come out in 2020, but it it came out last year. Yeah, I think there's middle. a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, I think it came out middle of last year. So, it, so it's been out, it has been out for a while. Yeah. Um, but I, I so so this is um, it's uh, directed by Chris uh, Bra. Um, it stars Jack Rowan, uh, Nigel O'Neill, Louisa Hardland, Michael Hoch, and uh, John Lynch. So we are in uh, this this uh, small sort of village in the middle of, of Northern Ireland. Um, which uh, its claim to fame is that um, Bram Stoker once visited this place. Right. And um, the, uh, like centuries ago, a vampire was killed here and he's buried in underneath this cairn. Okay. In the midst of the band. And th- this story of this vampire is where Bram Stoker took his, the inspiration for Dracula. Right. So you're introduced to Eugene uh, and um, his mate uh, William, who they, they basically they they seem to be wastrels who, um, you know, they 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 basically spend all their time drinking and not doing very much. Yeah. Um, Eugene Eugene lives in this uh, dilapidated house um, on his own because he seems to have this strained relationship with his father. Um, his mother sort of seemed to uh, uh, died, and he's living in this house on his own um, 
his father, who owns this building company, um, you know, they, he, he wants him to become married. He, does, he doesn't want his son to live in this house anymore. But, you know, Eugene is like, no, I'm, I'm you know, my mum would mum would, would want me to still live here. And he, it looks like he's trying to renovate the house, but just not doing a very good job of it. Sure. Um, so that you see that the, the, these two um, tourists come in and they, they take them to the, to the to the cairn telling them stories of the the, the vampire and that and then right. they frighten the shit out of them um and they, they you know they run off <clears throat> so that basically there's going to be a motorway coming through the town and um it's going to go right through this cairn and uh his dad is going uh eugene's dad is going to be in charge of you know this, the, the the work sure um, not giving too much away, but I will say so. Uh, an accident occurs uh, with uh, William. Um, they they're out sort of on the in this in the field at night, sort of um, after a session, and he gets charged by this ball and he gets impaled on the kern. Right. Um, and. Basically, while he's sort of dying and you know his his blood is 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 dripping, it start you, you see the blood sort of pouring, moving along into the to the current. It's it's moving itself into into the current. I mean, you do get a, a, a really great opening. There's a great opening actually with with these with this two old couple um, who who basically start bleeding, and then it goes so many like days earlier sort of thing yeah um so then it basically you know long story short because you know i think it's fucking obvious the, the basically the monster uh is is resurrected so what i will say is this is a proper irish film it's awesome it's the, <laughs> the, the humor is incredibly irish it's yeah. very you know father teddy or mm-hmm. you know that sort of that brilliant sort of sarcastic um <laughs> sort of funny banter between the 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 the, the, the sort of characters you, you know claire and eugene and S, sp they're they're really quite funny and um i i the the actual uh i can't remember what the actual monster's called he's, he's got can't find where the name is but he's really well done i really like him he's very nosferatu looking sort of i i've always uh, loved that design yeah he's a very emaciated sort of nosferatu looking mm-hmm. uh um they set up their own rules for this creature so that so it's um you don't become a one a vampire from the bite it's to do with the stones that are infected which is a bit weird but fine um the how they so the overall story i think is really good i like you know what they did with the with this 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 idea i mean i've seen and read many books that have you know this is the the inspiration for bram stoker and all yeah that yeah yeah i was i was gonna say when you said that it's, like that's that's come up a lot before yeah it's, it's that aspect is is not new um what they do with the actual how the creature works is 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 slightly different, which 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 I quite liked. Um, 
I I don't think they um they looked into that they did they did it enough. Yeah. They didn't look when they deal with in the end because there's a, there's a big build up, you know, and, and when the, when the end comes, I'm not going to spoil it, but it, it did feel like oh they dealt with it and that's it sort of thing. It did feel a bit oh that sure disappointment. But the characters themselves, the, 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 this this little, little group of, of of sort of you know um, people that all have sort of kind of slight problems with each other, but you know not mm-hmm. you know what the what the the kid who dies, his dad's a more he's a, a mortician, and it's through his house that this thing's going to go as well. So he, he's you know so there's there's conflict with the you know the um, the kid ends up working for his dad. Um, on this site sort of thing. And there's, there's, there's the conflict there. And then you've got the conflict between the, the father and son because they're clearly estranged, but the dialogue is really funny. There's, there's a, there's some really little, sort of zingy one liners and, and sort of comebacks and things. So the characters are great. Um, it's, it's, it's a nice story. Um, it's not, you know, a, a brilliantly new, new sort of, uh, vampire thing, but that's that's fine. Yeah, sure. Um, the the ending is too swift when it does come. They didn't the 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 way it works. Oh, try not to bloody give anything away, but the way that, that this vampire works, I don't quite understand how they get away with doing what they do. If you see what I mean, I'm try, no, trying not to be to be vague about it. There, there, there seems to be a, a sort of a disconnect between what it does and how they continue to do what they're doing. Right. Um, which I think could have just done with a few little tweaks, just a few, you know, little explanations as to why. I think there's, there's, a, there's a kind of thing that you could go with about Eugene's family history, but they don't go into it well enough to explain right how they could they could overcome this certain thing mm-hmm. um but it is genuinely funny and it's uh uh well acted for the most part um and it's just a nice little um little sort of you know uh it feels like it's it's pretty low budget not not terribly low budget yeah. but it, it feels like it's you know a pretty low, pretty low budget movie um, and I think they do pretty well with what they have. Um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's not the best vampire movie I've ever seen, but it is genuinely funny, and the the, the effects are, are pretty good. Um, so I would, yeah, I would recommend it if you. If it you, looks uh, like fun. Yeah, if if you want a, a a nice little comedy horror, it does pretty well. It's it's not not too bad. So yeah, give it give it a go. It's it, it's all right. It's it's it's. Yeah, enjoyable enough. Yeah, sure. Well, that's fine. That's you know sometimes that's all you can ask for. Yeah, it, it was it was good. I did I did enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I think that's all of the movies. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we bugger uh, off? Yeah, uh, meatloaf. Meatloaf. Ah, oh, man. Um, you know, I mean, I I just like 
voice of uh, one of the voices of my childhood um yeah you know in in terms of his musical performances his mm-hmm. collaborations uh, writing collaborations with uh you know um bat of hell one bat of hell yeah. two as well i, I pretty like to uh just yeah, some he, of the most he, iconic he, music Tim Steinman were just a, a incredible in, yeah. a, a marriage made in, in, in you know in heaven they yeah, were just they, like, wow. they, or hell yeah uh they they really were and and then you know surprisingly a really good actor too yeah um and i've loved his film performances i saw this um i was watching this um uh, thing about his life and stuff and there was this great moment though so he was on stage and he was answering um questions from the audience and one of the questions was how many movies have you made? And he said, well, I'm going to paraphrase, paraphrase here what he says, <laughs> but he basically said, I've been in 59 movies and everybody cheered. And he said, but wait, he says, 29 of those movies were fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, there was a stage where it felt like he was just taking any old garbage, you know? Oh God, he's, he was in some truly... Yeah ferocious films yeah but he's, but he's in some he's great ones as well you know yeah i, I love him in uh the 51st state yeah. um and, and fight club and, and wayne's world he's just fantastic and of course you know eddie in rocky horror was was kind of where he started in the in yeah the, that's that's his defining role really isn't stuff. it and that i mean he nearly didn't do that he nearly walked out because oh, thank god he did though well he he was you know he, he's from a, a religious family and yeah. when he saw um uh, Tim Curry come out in full Frankenfurter gear. He was like, "No, I'm done. Fuck yeah. that shit." He, he 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 like walked, and I think they sort of just, you know had to persuade him. It's like, no, no, no. It's you know, it's it's this is what it is. It's it's, it's okay. It's like this is like, and it, he he came back and thank God he did. Yeah, I mean that's it, like it's such a great performance. performance is brilliant. Yeah, it's it's a small performance, but it is it was fantastic. <clears throat> but yes, I mean fucking. I absolutely adore Bat Out of Hell. It's a fucking amazing Me too. Album. I, I think it's wonderful. It's one of the best albums ever fucking created. It really genuinely is. And he was and a genuinely great performer. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, <clears throat> I think, uh, oh, just, just some of those songs are so iconic. I mean, Objects of the Rearview Mirror. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, geez, that gives me goosebumps every time. Um, yeah. You know, and I will say, I mean, this so is... Two out of three ain't bad, is a oh genuinely beautiful song really is really is and i will say and i mean this in the nicest way possible because i love meatloaf but as an aside meatloaf is like a dj's best friend anytime you need to go to the toilet yeah you need a good seven (laughs) to eleven minute song you got meatloaf covered it doesn't matter how long that queue is for the toilet yeah i I need to get to the toilet Paradise by the dashboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that used to happen a lot and, and probably yeah. will happen a lot as we come out of this pandemic. But um, I honestly, the, yeah, that was, Meatloaf was on in the car as a kid mm-hmm. all the time. I, I Like Meatloaf was just uh, an integral part of my childhood and um, I still love his music to this day. I think it's just fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, that was a depressing note to finish on. <laughs> Any, any any good news? <laughs> uh, no. No, nothing. everything's awful. It's terrible. Um, Matt, just leaping out at the moment. What are we going to do next week? What are we going to uh, watch? Well, I've had a, a few ideas, but I think I think I'm going to go with um, 
one for you, I think. Oh, one for me? Go on. Yeah, so uh, shall we do um, the, um, the Devil Rides Out? Oh, fuck yeah. One for me and also one for our listener base, which seems to love when we do old Hammer movies. Yeah. I'm well up for that. The Devil Rides Out is a terrific film, but we'll talk about yep. it next week. Wonderful. That gives me a great excuse to watch that this weekend. Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with The Devil Rides Out next week.